let me put it this way. You could have bought a Lamborghini with that money. To learn more about that statement, listen to the episode. I will see you inside. Welcome to Cheers to Your Prosperity, a show where I spill the tea, (laughs) I mean coffee, on what it takes to keep more of your hard-earned money without sacrificing the things you love. We'll talk about how to use the principles of wealth, money mindset, spirituality, and more to enhance your financial skill set. I'm your host, Chiyama Njaku. I'm an 18-year accountant and a financial coach. Here's something else I'd love for you to know. I've experienced financial rock bottom and have climbed my way out of it. What that means to you is that I walk my talk and I look forward to sharing my experiences as well as observations from my work with clients to help you walk yours. Y'all, I believe we all have a right to prosper. With that said, enjoy the show and let's go. Hi, everyone. My name is Chiyama. Feel free to call me Chi, or if you want to act like we go way, way back, and I'd love for you to act like we go way, way back, call me Chi-Chi. That's what I was called in my childhood before I guess I had to think I was more hip than I really am. And I said, call me Chi. Anyway, in case you skip the introduction, um, which I do too, (laughs) when I listen to other people's podcasts, I am an accountant, and I have been one for over 18 years, and I'm also a financial coach. And my jam is about helping people keep more of their hard-earned money without sacrificing the things that they love. So one thing, if you're new to me, to know is that coffee is not your problem. Neither is how many times you order out for a restaurant. And it's, it's actually not how much or how little you spend on things. I'm starting to see more and more that the real issue why people struggle with their money is that they're not fulfilled. Look at the typical advice to save money. It's cutting on down on expenses and essentially making it seem like if you spend money, you're a criminal. However, we money is a resource that serves us. So we need the money to buy basic necessities. Why should we ever go cheap on that, right? We need gasoline. We, we need to pay for the resources that heat our homes. Uh, as of this recording, um, Winter storm Elliot is passing through. So first winter storm of the of the year in my location, which is just outside of Chicago, Illinois. So money is helping me keep me nice and toasty as I will experience minus 11 degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Okay, that's still cold. <laughs> okay, so... Speaking of help me helping people keep more of their hard-earned money, I have another client case study to share with you. And this client, rather, is the, the profile is really of that of a doctor's office. I work with quite a few physicians' offices, past and present, perhaps in the future. So I am putting whipping them all together in terms of this specific person so that really to protect their identity. And also, they all had the same issue. So I might as well just kind of talk about them at the same time. And, um, and I'm proud. I love this transition. It's another one where it's just, it shows the power of bookkeeping. So 
in one a prior episode, the episode before this last one, the first case study, which was my last episode, I shared that the main reason you do your bookkeeping is to keep more of your hard-earned money. It's to have money. So here's another example that I will share of how bookkeeping was able to do that and rather how we should be using bookkeeping to do that. So this client, when I, my, my physician's office clients uh, usually have the profile of a husband and wife team. And so to be clear, I'm not describing all physician's offices, just the ones that come to me. So a husband and wife team, here's the profile. The husband is the doctor, the doctor. <laughs> the husband tends to be in charge of, I call it the hiring and firing, as in he has the final say. So he'll give the final approval on hiring, and he tends to be the one to extend the termination letter when he's firing someone. He also has, his name is on the bank, the business bank account. So that means he has access to all the bank accounts as well. Um, sole access. Uh, he has sole access to the bank passwords. And that also means the banker, the, the person, the main contact at the bank only knows the husband. Now the wife, on the other hand, she's also a doctor or a nurse, but she's not practicing. She's often, more often than that, the practice manager. So she'll present, she doesn't hire or fire, but she'll present candidates to the husband for him to make the final decision. And when someone is not, someone is not working out, then she'll let the husband know that this is the situation and that's where he extends the termination letter. So she's either managing the person doing the billing or she's responsible for the billing. She's also, she also starts off as the person doing the bookkeeping and then eventually becomes the contact between the, the, the bookkeeper and the tax accountant. I hope I said that right, the contact. The person liaising, let's, let's use a better word. The person liaising with the bookkeeper or the tax accountant or the financial coach or the advisor, she's always the person communicating with them. However, she does not have any access to the bank accounts. In fact, her name is not even on the business bank account as someone that has permission to have access to the accounts. To the accounts. So because she doesn't have access to the bank accounts, she does not have access to the bank passwords. That means she needs to ask her husband to transfer money. If there's a password that needs to be changed, she has to connect with her husband and wait till he's free to do it. If there's a need to close a bank account or open another bank account, or if there's any, if there's a loan schedule request, she has to wait for her husband to do it. So how I got connected, how we got connected, this client and myself, the tax professional, the tax accountant uh, referred them to me. Here was the situation. Because in this specific instance, the wife was doing the bookkeeping, she did spreadsheet, what I call spreadsheet accounting. In other words, tracking the finances on a spreadsheet, not using software. And so the, the tax accountant was like, I can't accept this because I'm not confident that I will calculate your taxes, your tax liability accurately. 
What you need is to have a bookkeeper put this together properly and in a, in a way so that I can trust that I can ta- calculate your tax liability for you properly. Otherwise, I don't know if you have a refund. I don't know if you if you owe taxes. There's no way I can really confirm based on the spreadsheet. So that's how she and I got introduced. Now, um, before I proceed with this conversation, I, I do have to be responsible and give this disclaimer. So I'm talking about accounting and bookkeeping, and I am an accountant, as I mentioned earlier in the show, but I am not your accountant. So please take this discussion, this episode, really as opinion. It's not fact. I'm not looking at your numbers. So if you feel inspired by anything that I say in this episode and you apply it to you, I actually really do advise that you ensure that what I'm speaking of is something that's right for your business or your life versus doing it because, well, Chiama said this on an episode. I can't guarantee your results because I'm not looking at your numbers. And I will say this, this is why I'm giving this disclaimer. There's a lot of gurus, a lot of people claiming to be experts that are saying, do this because I'm successful, so it'll work for you too. But they are not looking at your business. They have no idea what your needs are. And it puts people into some trouble. I have actually had to serve quite a few people that told me eventually, well, my coach told me I should file as this. or well, I heard I should do this. And they didn't verify to see whether that information would apply to them. And perhaps the coach, I, I, can't, I can't explain what happened, but there was some context missing. So I just got inspired to do another episode. Oh, I will be talking about this in a future episode. I like this. I like to see, you know, I'm talking and I'm getting inspired. Thank you so much for, for hearing me out. So as I wrap up being a parent right now, I'm just saying, you know, as you listen, make sure the information applies to you and don't be afraid to reach out to a professional to verify. So take this conversation as something to inspire you in taking the right step, taking the step in the right direction not taking the step. Because again, I'm not looking at your numbers, so we can't confirm anything here. Okay, now we're back. <laughs> so on to the client. I met. I finally had my first conversation with her. And upon just trying to understand what was going on with talk, she shared her spreadsheet with me. Here's the deal with spreadsheet accounting. Uh, it is full of bias. I want to let you all know Bookkeeping is accounting, okay? I know we love to separate it. Capitalism has made it so that you can separate it. Otherwise, it was honestly all one. Bookkeeping is accounting. It is part of the accounting process. That means it follows accounting rules. When it comes to your business, you cannot handle your finances the way you you would in your personal life, where it's unregulated. Your business has some structure and and has a, a few rules to follow. And some of you might feel restricted by it, but if you understand understand the rules, oh my gosh, you can use that to your benefit. So yeah, your, your bookkeeping slash accounting follows rules, and this is good. It makes things fair for everybody, right? The bias too, 
the bigger bias is really the resistance in reporting everything. So it's reporting everything and then not reporting what needs to be reported. So I saw that this practice manager was trying to expense her personal items like her house, her car, her jewelry, um, personal trips. And sadly, those are not tax deductible. Not always. It depends. It depends on your structure and everything. But let's just err on the side of caution. It's not. It's personal is personal. Business is business. And then I saw that she was not recording business things like her loans, line of credit, <laughs> you know, and, and it, look, it's just, she didn't know what she didn't know. I don't think she was trying to pull the wool, season the expression, you pull the wool over anyone's eyes. She wasn't trying to be deceitful. Um, she was doing the best she can or could at that time. So no problem, right? The first step to do was to set up her bookkeeping properly. So she picked QuickBooks as the software to use. And so I highly advise using software, cloud-based software, just because you want to access your information on the go. Let's use technology to our advantage. So QuickBooks, FreshBook, WaveApp, Sage, there's so many out there. The software actually will help you follow the accounting rules in that you don't have to think about it, right? It does it for you. Yes, you still have to know how to arrange certain things, but for the most part, like the software is more for you, the non-accountant, than for me, the accountant. So that's why you would use software. Therefore, when you use, now if you want to, to download a spreadsheet from the software that has the data, it's more accurate than if you were manually manipulating it. So it'll capture everything. So that's the first thing we did. We had to get rid of the spreadsheet because honestly, it was just incorrect. And, and so now we put her in, in QuickBooks, we linked the current accounts, and I learned that there were some bank accounts that were closed, but that were relevant to what she needed. What I also learned was that she was behind. She had not filed her taxes in two years. So the time we were connecting, it was October of 2019. But she needed to file for 2017 and also for 2018. And then 2019, none of the bookkeeping was done. Again, not a problem, but it, it was a big project. So I got the information I needed. And six months later, <laughs> I could deliver some information. As I was doing the bookkeeping and I finally organized it. So bookkeeping, now we're organizing the finances. We're putting the information in categories so that that information is easier to read. It's easier to process. It's easier to make decisions so that you can make money work for you. So this is what I discovered. This client, which again is a hybrid of clients, loves cash. Cash is king, queen, ace, the rook, the bishop. <laughs> they love cash. And, and that looked like a lot of ATM withdrawals, a lot. That's actually not a problem if there's documentation or in the form of receipts and invoices to support the cash used in the business. Sadly, there was no documentation. There were no records. So I was unable to classify the cash as a business expense. 
Let me explain. In 2017, the amount of cash withdrawn from the ATM was about $170,000. In 2018, the amount of cash withdrawn from the ATM was about $240,000. I couldn't classify that as a business expense without evidence uh, because honestly, I was protecting my client. Amounts like that can easily be audited. If I pass that as a, as, a, as a business expense, as in tax deductible, they could have been audited. So it sucks, but my client had to eat that cost. So I recorded it in the equity section. I'm getting all technical right here, but they had to eat that cost. So please, you all have your supporting documentation. Seriously, have it so that you can get credit for what you do and how you enhance your business. So I, before I, I said, let me present this to my client, but something told me to do something real quick. Uh, cars came to mind. So I just did a quick Google search of a couple cars. And then I scheduled a meeting with my client to discuss the results. So I shared with her my findings. I told her that everything's put together. I showed her, gave her a, a walkthrough of QuickBooks what the financials look like, and, and she was able to see the difference and understand what the tax accountant was looking for. It didn't register with her that there was a format. So I showed her financial statements, and she says, oh, oh, okay, that's, what, that's the way it needs to be. So my spreadsheet was, at, was not correct. Great, thank you so much. I then had to let her know about the cash. And I shared the numbers. I shared the $170,000 and I shared the $240,000. And I was met with a blank stare, <laughs> her nodding and, and still not understanding why it was a problem. So um, I had to present it a different way. Remember when I researched the cars before meeting with her? Here's how I introduced it. I said, just putting this another way, in 2017, that cash, you could have paid cash for a Mercedes G-Wagon. And then in 2018, that ATM money could have bought you a Lamborghini. My client fell out laughing. She laughed so hard, like slapping her knee, giggling starting to wipe tears from her eyes. And I was like, uh-oh, either I was really funny <laughs> or um, she's crying and she's having a breakdown. I was not sure. I was a little nervous. And I was like, oh gosh, was I insensitive? But she was like, oh, oh, chum, I haven't lasted that hard in such a long time. Oh, thank you so much. And we started to have a conversation. She understood what I said. She's like, putting it that way, it was clear. And that's when she started to share more about what was going on. What came out of the conversation was time. She was struggling. She, that's why she couldn't do the start the bookkeeping for 2019. Her being a practice manager, she's supposed to manage the practice. But instead, she was doing. She was doing the billing. She was doing the bookkeeping. She was also trying to manage the office staff. She was doing everything. And she's also a mother. And then her husband is equally busy. He's always, he's with patience. So 
She felt very spread thin, and there was no way she could have seen the information presented to her. There was no way she could have put together the or the financial statement. She didn't. She couldn't process what the tax accountant was saying because her brain capacity was full. She couldn't. She couldn't get it. So she had no time. Because she had no time, there was no time to even. She couldn't think to get receipts after she used cash to pay for things or to obtain an invoice. Make to instead she absentmindedly throw away invoices when she was done. It didn't occur to her that those would be needed. This is this is her first medical practice. Like they, they were so pretty new into the business. So about three years in, and now, but it was understood that. For medical practice, you need medical records. She's familiar with that. That's her training and background. Everything else she didn't know. Now, adding to the time was the struggle to get access to financial records. Remember, her husband's name is all on everything financial. So she always had to wait till she was he was available. And life moves on. So she might forget to ask for things. But then that delayed the preparation of the financials, delayed the bookkeeping. So here's something else I need to add. She went to the tax accountant at the last minute when he was at capacity. And the first time he filed an extension, but the second time it was like, I, we don't have time. So I'm sharing that these delays, it was like this domino effect. It impacted the tax accountant who then shared decided to put them in touch with me. And it ended up being costly because now that the bookkeeping had to be redone, she had to spend money that she fortunately have, but not not everybody has that kind of money. And then here's the biggest thing that came out of this. The time was actually impacting in a negative way the practice's ability to generate revenue. So they hit a revenue ceiling because of time. This this revenue shows up again. This making money shows up again. Because most people don't look at bookkeeping as something that can help you make money. This is the second client I'm mentioning that that discover that their revenue was limited because of the information that came from bookkeeping. The obvious solution was that she needed to free up her time. In other words, and I hate this expression, but it applies here, outsource the things that you are not good at to people who are good at that thing. She needed someone to do the bookkeeping. So she hired me. That's when we became official and, and I continued doing the bookkeeping to this day. That was 2019. Here we are at 2022. So here's the outcome now that she got help. The taxes were filed on time for the 2019 year was filed on time. <laughs> it was a rush job, but we got it done. And that eliminated uh, penalties as in fines due to late filings. So now we're caught up. The practice was able to eventually hire someone to do the billing. So that freed up the practice manager's 
time even more. From Because the time was being allocated properly, the practice began to generate more revenue because now they were having more the information needed to make decisions. And then the business actually hit seven figures late 2020. It was stalled at about $300,000 in revenue. But late 2020, during a pandemic, when, when offices were closed, when people were not sure, when we were locked down, when we were not sure what was going on, the practice generated a million dollars, over a million dollars actually, in revenue. And has been at that level, actually increasing steadily ever since. That's amazing. Just because time became, became available, in other words, time started to be used wisely. That's powerful. And because time was available, now that now you're able to, now they're able to work on other things. She was able to focus on revenue generating activities, which then supported her husband, who's really the prime revenue driver. So I wanted to give a, a recap here, the two main reasons why I'm sharing this, this, especially this client. I want to, again, highlight the power of bookkeeping. And it's not bookkeeping itself. Bookkeeping is a process of organizing the financials, organizing your financial data. But I wanted to showcase when you have the data available to you, you're able to see things. In this case, this client was able to understand that it's her lack of time that was creating a result. It took two six-figure cash withdrawals to really highlight like, oh my gosh, we've got to get it together. And the, so that, there was that one. And then as a result, because you're using the information, because you can, they, they use it. I'm here you saying you, but pretend that, yeah, anyway. <laughs> because they were able to use the information from bookkeeping, the business was able to shift, get out of that income plateau and shift up to seven figures. Now, that's just, it's not, now I want to be clear here that, I'm not trying to be some savior. I just presented the information. It was the practice manager and as and by association her husband, they took action on the information. I want to share with you this is the beauty of partnership. Partnership. I gave the information, they took action. That's the way it worked. They were the ones that actually generated the revenue. I just gave the bad news. <laughs> and then with the additional support of, of a practice manager, I mean, sorry, of a bill of someone to do the billing, they can get money in faster. That's teamwork. And then it further supports the staff. That's teamwork. So that's what I want to highlight. The second thing I want to talk, want to talk to about now, since I started talking about teamwork, it's, there's, me doing the bookkeeping is separate from having hiring a bookkeeper. So I want that's I further highlighted. I think I already gave it away, but I further want to emphasize like the power of partnership and how you can use further use the numbers to serve you. There's some of you that you might not need to 
hire a bookkeeper. But I just shared with you how you can use what's possible once you do your bookkeeping, once you organize that data, how you can use that data to help you make better decisions, how it can help you figure out how to increase your revenue, or how you can use that information to, um, to determine why certain problems exist, or all of the above, or none of the above, right? And let's say for those of you, I always hear from, from the complaint that the business owner never talks to the bookkeeper or their accountant or the communication is non-existent. Not a problem. Get your financial statements from your bookkeeper and you can do the analysis by yourself or if you have a friend or, or your significant others, discuss the money with them. Go through the financial statements. Come up with questions. Start to engage with your money that way. If you don't feel comfortable talking to your bookkeeper, if that's not your arrangement, no problem. You can still analyze, right? My point is, is like the data, your financials, it starts a conversation. And it's for you as the business owner to talk through and think through what's going on so that the information can be used to support you. I will stop it right there and leave it as a to be continued. I do have another client case study to present to you. But since we are approaching the end of 2022, I'm going to interrupt the case studies and present with you some of the lessons that I learned in the year of 2022 in the following episode. So until then, I appreciate all of you. I'd like to know what you all think about this episode. Please do not be afraid to share. And speaking of sharing, if anyone, if you know of anyone that could benefit from this episode, please feel free, please share this episode with them. You know, I think sharing is caring, hopefully, I think. <laughs> last but not least, last thing I'll, I'll leave you with uh, before I say my goodbye. If any of you would like to chat, chat about money, um, if you have questions, if you're interested in my service, I'm going to leave my calendar link for you to book at your convenience. Let's talk. And it really begins with a conversation. So um, sometimes a chat is all you need to solve your problem. That's it. We don't have to work together. And sometimes you might realize that you do need to be supported. So don't be afraid to be supported. So until then, you all, I, I do believe that we all have a right to prosper. So cheers to your prosperity. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. <laughs>